Yeah. And the cool part is that sometimes I get people that come to my events who are not dog owners and they're like, well, we heard about your event. We heard that it was fun. We don't have a dog, but we just wanted to come and hang out with other dog owners at this event. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I love that it attracts people that are not necessarily dog owners, but because of the atmosphere and the amount of time and energy that we put into our events that people really want to participate in it. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In today's episode, I'm talking to Desh Valson, who is the creator of the Miss Dog Mom pageant. I remember reading about her first annual pageant in 2019, so it was really great to talk with Desh and get the scoop on her inspiration behind the event and how she sees it as a platform for women who are making a difference in the lives of dogs. Auditions for the virtual 2020 pageant are now open. At the end of this episode, Desh tells you how you can audition. In addition to the pageant, Desh also has a dog-friendly event planning company. She told me about some of the challenges around planning dog-friendly events and why hosting off-leash events is a signature element of her company. Desh also shared with me her experience as a Black woman in the pet industry and how pet parents can be allies for Black business owners through small but significant gestures such as the everyday purchases they make for their dogs. In 2015, Desh Valson found herself low on options to socialize her pets outside of the dog park. Like most pet owners, she felt guilty leaving her dogs at home while at work and especially on the weekends at social gatherings that weren't dog friendly. Realizing her fur babies deserve so much more, she had a vision for a service that would allow people to bring their dogs along to the kinds of events that wouldn't typically include pets. Through her event company, Chase and Poppy, Desh creates unique pet-friendly events that merge innovative ideas and fun. The events are designed for pet parents who want to have a great time with other pet owners over refreshments while their furry friends are socializing, exchanging borks and tail wags, and making their new best friends. The company is aptly named after her two dogs, Chase the Shih Tzu and Poppy the Chihuahua. Since establishing Chase and Poppy in 2015, Desh is now a proud pack mama of three pups. Hey, Desh. Hi, Tori. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and you're based in New York, right? Yes. How How is it in New York these days? Um, It's a little crazy, I'm not going to lie, but it's... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely crazy, but we're slowly reopening, so that's good news for everyone. But yeah, it's definitely crazy with everything that's going on. Yeah, um, like I know that you probably, even though you have created all these wonderful dog friendly events and stuff, I'm sure you still go to dog parks and things like that. Were they all shut down during the quarantine? They were shut down, and I think. I'm glad that it was because of the fact that just I know how us New Yorkers love the dog park and we would be in there jam packed. So I'm I'm glad yeah. that it was shut down for Corona. Yeah. Yes. 
Do you think that um, due to the quarantine and just like everything being canceled that like moving forward when things start to loosen up that people are going to be even more excited about taking their dogs along with them to every social engagement? <laughs> I know I would. Um, I know I definitely know that I would, but uh, I hope so. I think to be honest, most people are just ready to start socializing again. So I, I'm hoping that that includes bringing their dog along to events, or especially my events. So yeah, I do think people are a little eager to go out there and start socializing again. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that everyone's been, everyone who has a dog has been with their dog 24 mm-hmm. <laughs> seven. So they're not going to, they're really not going to want to leave them home alone after this. Definitely. Um, and I have three dogs. So as much as I love them, I think they are ready to be with their friends or at least make new friends. So. Yeah. They want to be with other yes. dogs just like we want to be with other people. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, take us back. Like, tell us the story about um, in 2015 when you had the idea for this event company. What was your inspiration behind starting so it? So I had just uh, come came back uh, from China. Um, I was living there for five years, and I had gotten my dog Chase. Um, and so we came back from this from China, and we we're in the states, and I wanted to socialize her with other dogs. And I started going to these events in the city and I found it wasn't really my style because they were very um, kid friendly. Like they weren't very adult friendly. They weren't geared towards people who like to socialize and have a cocktail at the same time. So I thought to myself, well, what if I could just create events that allowed adults to socialize, have a drink, have an appetizer in their hand and still feel as though their dogs belong in that atmosphere. And so our events are leash free, which I'm really, really proud of. So people are, are so comfortable getting up and talking to other dog moms and dog dads, knowing that their dog isn't attached to their hip and they can just kind of roam around. So I try to pick venues that, that allow that to happen. That's really cool. Um, the only place I've ever been where dogs were allowed off leash to roam like that while people were kind of socializing um, is that dog friendly cafe in New York, um, Boris and Horton, I think it's called. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, I went there, I didn't even have my dogs with me cause I was just in New York on a work trip and I had been following them online forever. And I was like, I need to go to this place, even if I don't have my dogs. And it's so cool how dogs can just roam around on the dog side. And, um, I've never been anywhere like that. Is that, um, you said that you find venues that allow that. Is that like unique to New York, you think? I think that is unique to Chase and Poppy events. Yeah, it, mm. it, it can be, I guess, it's really difficult and it takes a lot of negotiation on my end to make sure that they're comfortable allowing that to happen. And I think that's why people love to come to my events because they don't have to worry about, not that it's a big hassle but it makes the experience a lot better when you know that your dog has the ability to roam free and you can you can do the same as well but I know what you mean sometimes when I take my dogs to events it's impossible to hold a drink or Mm -hmm. hold an appetizer or something while you're also trying to hold your dog so this sounds like it would make it so much more enjoyable yes and aside from a very very 
very, very few events that I've been to, dog events, um, I've actually seen it be, be like off-leash. I haven't seen so many um, off-leash events. So I think that is something that is unique to to my company. Um, and like you said, it's, yeah. it is very difficult to socialize sometimes when you have a leash in your hand. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. Um, it, you know, and I think the other thing that stands out is um, I think that people, especially like in our age demographic, they want to have experiences with their dog mm-hmm. that are things that they would like, mm-hmm. um, that aren't like cutesy. Exactly. Like, like you said, like they look like they're for kids. Yes. Like it looks like, um, like one of those plastic play sets or something like that. Like we want things that are nice that we actually like too. Yes. Yes. And yes, like that is exactly what I did not find and that's why I created that space where it's like um I want to have fun as well I want the party to be about me as well and so especially <laughs> if you're if I'm using my events as a uh, an option for you to go out on the weekend so you want to make sure that the people that are coming to your event feel as though they're getting something from it as well at least it's it's a social event not just for the dogs but also for them and so that was why I wanted to make sure that you felt like the atmosphere the 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 decor the food everything that all the details was geared towards an adult as well as your dog as well so right and it makes you feel like you're not compromising Mm -hmm. like it's not like you had to cancel plans with your friends so you could go to a dog party. Mm-hmm. It's like they could be the same thing. Yeah, and the cool part is that sometimes I get uh, people that come to my events who are not dog owners, and they're like, well, we heard about your event. We heard that it was fun. We don't have a dog, but we just wanted to come and hang out with other dog owners at this event. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I love that it attracts people that are not necessarily dog owners but because of the atmosphere and the amount of time and energy that we put into our events that people – really want to participate in it. So that's really awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's so amazing. So um, tell us a little bit about like some of your favorite events that you have planned because I've looked at all your social media and everything and it looks like you've done some really cool things. So um, in the past, we did a Mr. Toll and Margarita event, which was really, really cool. And it was centered around margaritas. Um, and that was in a downtown Soho bar underground bar which was a really really fun mm-hmm. event yes it was like one of those hidden down the stairs basement type of atmosphere event but it was really cool um and then i've done a denim and diamond event i've done so many uh, i can't even like i did a 80s halloween party so there's a ton of events that i've done that have been centered around um dressing up but in a fun way, not in a cutesy kid way. So, yeah. Well, and people love dressing up mm-hmm. their dogs, and I—I I mean, I love a good Halloween couples costume mm-hmm. with your dog. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. I might have to come up to New York for Halloween and party with yes, you. Yes, yes, we would love it. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Um. So, one of your signature events is the Miss Dog Mom mm-hmm. pageant, and. Last year, I think was the first year you did that, right? Yes. So I remember when you when you did this because you had a huge feature in the New York Times mm-hmm. and all my friends were sending me the article and people were like, you should audition for Miss Dog Mom. So tell us, how did you come up with the idea for this? And did you ever expect for it to get that kind of publicity? 
Um, so no, I didn't expect it to get that type of publicity, but I'm glad it did. Um, but I came with the idea because of my experience in a pageant. I had so much fun. I loved the bonding experience. I love how it definitely improved my self-esteem and self-confidence. And I thought to myself, well, we don't have that in our community. And I'm always looking for events that are innovative, but also serve a purpose. And so I thought to myself, well, this event, this pageant would be such a great staple in the dog mom community because a lot of us women love to get dressed up when we love to dress up our dogs. So I was like, this needs to happen. No one else is doing it. And so that is the reason how this, that's the reason why I even decided to even do something like this. So what's the format of that show? So, or that event, I should say. Yeah. So it's three categories, interview, evening gown, and runway. So we picked the theme for the runway uh, category and just address according to that. Last year's theme was a very fun theme. It was a Havana Nights theme. So women, the women on the, on, in the pageant really went all out and really got really beautiful costumes together for that. So this year's theme, we won't say, but it's a really fun theme and it, it will be virtual this year because of COVID-19. That's great though. I mean, I've noticed like, um, American Idol had <laughs> virtual finals. Um, and if they can do it, then mm-hmm. I think the rest of us can totally do that too. Yes. I definitely think, uh, I, I thought for a second, maybe I, I'll cancel it and then wait until 2021 to do it. But then I'm like, you know what? I think virtual would work. I think a lot of women still want to participate. They're just doing it now from the comfort of their home. And now maybe you'll get a wider range of people from all over the country. Yes, I'm really hoping so. I mean, we've gotten a lot of applications thus far. So I'm just hoping to get a lot more and narrow it down to only 12 amazing dog moms. Ooh, this is exciting. One of my favorite movies is Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always thinking to myself, like, I can't tell you how often I think about this, but <laughs> in the interview when she asks, what's your perfect date? <laughs> and she's like, oh, April 18th, because it's not too hot and not too cold. <laughs> <laughs> And that's like one of my favorite quotes from that movie. So like, what kind of questions are you asking the doc moms during the interview portion? So the interview is consisted of, uh, consists of questions for about, sorry, interviews consist of questions about basically what their purpose in auditioning for the pageant um, and why they think they're the perfect candidate. So those are the type of questions that, they'll be asked in the interview with the judges. But as far as on stage questions, I think last year a lot of people were surprised that they weren't very, that the questions were very serious and very thought-provoking. So we don't ask very, like, cute questions, like, what's your favorite color? Someone thought that we would do for the Miss Dog Mom pageant. We really ask questions about what's going on in the world and how you feel so you can contribute to a change and um, I think that's the area that we actually spend a lot more time and is making sure that the questions that we ask are really really provoking but also thought-provoking 
Yeah, I love that. And I, I know that um, the winner of last year, Maria, I'm actually going to be interviewing her on my podcast later. <laughs> um, and she does a lot of charity mm-hmm. work with, with dogs and different kind of advocacy things. So it's really awesome that that you're giving a platform and, you know, a voice to people who are working hard to change things for dogs. And it's not just like, I should be Miss Dog Mom because I kiss my dog in the mouth. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to add that something that I'm really proud of is that every contestant has to compete on behalf of a charity. And so they will receive money from us to donate to that charity, but also every woman that competes now has a charity behind them, backing them, supporting them, helping them to to win the title of Miss Dog Mom. So that's something that I'm really, really proud of that everyone competes on behalf of a charity. And, you know, that also just makes me think of like my, my like whole purpose in life, which is community over competition mm-hmm. and just how the, the charities can kind of work with these women together. And if everyone works together, we can do so much. We can make such a difference for dogs rather than if we're all working on things by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you enjoying this conversation as much as I am? Whether you're a longtime listener or new here, I want to thank you for listening in. It's important to me to amplify women's voices in the pet industry. If you want to help me do that, you can leave a review for my show in the Apple Podcast app. Reviews help me get more listeners and book big-time interviews. Through the end of July, leave a review and you'll be entered to win a $50 gift card to the Wear Wag Repeat shop. Just go to my show's homepage on the Apple Podcast app from your phone or computer and write an honest review. I'll announce the winner on a future episode and in the Wear Wag Repeat Instagram feed. So what were um what were some of the challenges of planning a dog mom pageant? I think some of the challenges were finding a venue because once you start telling any landlord in New York that you want a venue that or you want to use a stage with that involves dogs running around and having an audience filled with dogs you get a lot of no's. So I think the the biggest challenge is always finding a venue and then also maybe convincing people that it could happen because there was there there's no there's no blueprint for it. There's no there's nothing to show, especially in your first year, that this can actually work. So I think there was a lot of trepidation from a lot of dog moms from the dog community, like, okay, I don't know how this is gonna work. If it could a pageant really happen with dogs. So I think venue and helping people to realize that that a pageant does work and it does fit into our community well that's what happens when you're a trailblazer when you're like the first person doing things people are going to doubt you Mm -hmm. Um, but you just gotta keep on keeping on yep exactly exactly um so dash i want to like transition a little bit here um because even though i mentioned that i got your article in the New York Times sent to me by like 47 different people. (laughs) I didn't really get to know you until June of this year. Um, Because of the Black Lives Matter movement, I did a whole blog post 
on my blog listing over 31 black women in the pet industry that I think everyone should get to know. And you're one of the featured women there. So I wanted to ask you what your experience has been like as a black woman in the pet industry. Um, It's not the most diverse place in the world, I have to say. Um, And I'd love to just hear about your experience. Um, So my experience has been at times, if I'm being honest, lonely because there isn't so much diversity in the pet industry. But at the same time, I'm very, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the feature. By the way, thank you. I'm very appreciative of the support that I think a lot of, a lot of black-owned pet businesses are receiving right now. But I would definitely say that it, it has been a challenge to work in this industry because there hasn't always been support. And, and I think, I feel as though there's going to be a shift that's going to happen. So I'm excited to see that come to fruition. Yeah, no, me too, for sure. And I think that um, looking at this this list of, of leaders <laughs> in my, in my blog post, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone on there is a, is in my opinion, a leader in the pet industry. Everyone is doing things that are so innovative and so thoughtfully curated and sustainable. And they're, you know, they're just doing so many amazing things that, um, I hope that the greater population of the pet industry is just more intentional about who they're doing business with. So, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I hope that there is a shift. Is there anything that you think pet parents could do to make their life with their pet a little bit more diverse? Um, I think definitely the first one, I think it's, uh, the first one is obvious, but to to try to support, you know, Black-owned businesses in your, in your state or in your surroundings. But I think number two doing doing research on how you can even become an ally to small businesses in general, but, but also, you know, black businesses as well. So I think that's something that pet parents could do to be more to, to be more diverse is to do their research. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that um what I've what I've noticed in doing my research about being a good ally is that you have to intentionally go out there and mm-hmm. seek out um, businesses that are owned by by black business owners. Yes, um, and you can't just say, "Oh, I, I don't see the color of anyone." You need to be intentional about what you're choosing to do, who you're choosing to buy from, um, because you know even just buying the treats that you buy for your dog or something like that, it can make an impact on someone. Um, you know, small businesses, small business owners rely on each and every sale and every customer. So you really can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I think it's silly to think that, especially in 2020, that your, your, your ability to be an influence or to change, uh, how a small business operates or the, the the level of success a small business can have is not correlated to how you spend your money. So I definitely think, yeah, be intentional, try to support as many small Black-owned businesses as possible or just Black-owned black businesses as possible um, yeah. because we need your support. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I plan on definitely doing that. And I hope everyone who's listening is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dash, how about, um, you know, new things? Are you having, have you been working on anything new while you're in quarantine? You have, have such a creative mind. Yes. I'm so, sure you have lots of ideas. I have, I have. Um, some of them I won't even mention right now because I'm like, I haven't finalized it in my head because I don't want to speak it out and, and, um, and it doesn't go as planned. But one thing that I have been working on is my Chase and Poppy YouTube channel. And that's something that will come out at the end of this month. And it's basically just content where I am sharing my love of event planning, my love of dogs, the things that I've learned along the way, and just creating content where people can learn something from me. Hopefully I learn from them as well, but people can learn something from me and something for their dog as well. So they'll cover everything as, as far as like food and, you know, event planning tips and just different creative avenues that I have really invested in along the years. I'm excited. I love watching YouTube videos and especially if there's dogs related to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll subscribe right away. Yeah, definitely will be 60% related to dogs because that's like my passion. But also I realized that a lot of us, including myself, are obsessed with like planning things or they love to entertain, you love food, you love you love things that, you know, as dog moms and dog dads that you want to share with other people. So that's basically the inspiration for the channel. Well, it's perfect timing. I think people are, you know, ever since the quarantine, people are valuing experiences so much more than anything else. Um, and like being a dog mom's all about creating awesome experiences with your dog. So it makes sense. Yes. Yes. Um, And then speaking of other things that you have coming up, going on right now are auditions for Miss Dog Mom 2020. So what is the, since it's all virtual, what's the audition process like? So you fill out a form on our website and after reviewing it, if you feel so it's your good match, we will then ask for a video conference call with you. And after we do that, we'll decide if we want you to be a part of the pageant. And once you make that decision, you'll receive the handbook and all the information that you need to do the pageant virtually with us, which will be August 30th. Ooh, and that's right after, I think that's right after National Dog Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I didn't know that one actually, but thanks for telling me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's somewhere towards the end of August. And um, I know I'm always doing like a million posts based around that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I uh, didn't know it was National Dog Day, but that's even better now. Yeah, it's meant to be. Yeah, meant to be. So, if someone wants to audition as Miss Dog Mom 2020, um, it's open to people all over the country or all over the world. Um, I would say 50 states. <laughs> Not yeah. all over the world yet, but right now, so 50 states, yes. Miss Dog Mom America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and if someone wants to audition, where can what website do they go to to do that? So they go to chasepoppy.com. And um, yeah, www.chasepoppy.com. Or they can follow us on Instagram, chasepoppy, P-A-P-I, um, one 
on Instagram and they can get all the information there as well. Awesome. And all of this will be in the show notes. If anyone um, is walking your dog and you can't write that down, just go to wearawagrepeat.com later and um, you'll see the show notes for this episode and you can find all of those links there. Um, Well, Desh, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really great to talk to you and hear about everything that you're working on. And um, I can't wait to watch this pageant later this summer. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate you just amplifying my voice and letting people know that I am out there. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at tmystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.